I'd like to take a moment to let you all know about a new nonprofit organization started by my brother Craig. It's called Treats and Truth. They fill oversized brown lunch bags with snack items, chips, crackers, popcorn, cookies, etc. Also, a bottle of water, toothbrush, toothpaste, sanitary wipes, and most importantly, a small gospel tract book of John. No cigar? I'll have to talk to him about that. The bags are then hand-delivered to the homeless and people in need in and around the Los Angeles area. Let's help get this ministry off the ground. They're a 501c3 tax-exempt organization, so any and all donations are tax-deductible and greatly appreciated. Visit their website at treatsandtruth.org. Check out the show notes for the link. Also, please follow them on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you. to episode 111 of the Burning Bush podcast, where we share the message of the Bible while enjoying a good cigar. Hope you're doing well, and I'm glad you've joined me. And today we're reading the New Testament book of Matthew, chapter 12, with commentary from the notes in the Charles Spurgeon Study Bible, and I'm smoking the Room 101 Farce Maduro in the Toro 6x52 Vitola. So let's go on over to the uh, Room 101 website and see what they have to say. Look at me. The visual of my decadent and oily wrapper triggers a salivary response within your mouth hole. A brilliant spring of neurotransmitters rushes from your midbrain and dives headfirst into your bloodstream at the nanosecond your eyes make contact with my succulent and inviting exterior. Can you only imagine what may happen once you taste me? Don't think about it. Be about it. Farce Maduro is the taste grenade you have only dreamt could be real. That's all the explanation they have on the Room 101 website, so I'm going to go ahead on over to uh, Cigars International to give you the rest of the details. So the wrapper, the profile is medium to full. Wrapper is San Andres. And binder is Sumatran. Fillers are Connecticut, Nicaraguan, and Pennsylvania. And the Vitolas are the Papi Chulo, which is a petite Corona, 4 by 42. Robusto, 5.5 by 50. Toro, 6 by 52. And a Magnum, 6 by 60. That is the Room 101 Farce Maduro. So let's go ahead and get back into this week's reading of the book of Matthew in chapter 12. And I'm reading the English Standard Version, the ESV. And verse 1 reads, At that time Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath. His disciples were hungry, and they began to pluck heads of grain to eat. But when the Pharisees saw it, they said to him, Look, your disciples are doing what is not lawful to do on the Sabbath. He said to them, 
Have you not read what David did when he was hungry and those who were with him? How he entered the house of God and ate the bread of the presence, which it was not lawful for him to eat, nor for those who were with him, but only for the priests. Or have you not read in the law how on the Sabbath the priests in the temple profane the Sabbath and are guiltless? I tell you, something greater than the temple is here. And if you had known what this means, I desire mercy and not sacrifice, you would not have condemned the guiltless. For the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. He went on from there and entered their synagogue. And a man was there with a withered hand. And they asked him, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? So that they might accuse him. He said to them, Which one of you has a sheep? If it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will not take hold of it and lift it out. Of how much more value is a man than a sheep? So it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. Then he said to the man, Stretch out your hand. And the man stretched it out, and it was restored, healthy like the other. But the Pharisees went out and conspired against him how to destroy him. Jesus, aware of this, withdrew from there. And many followed him, and he healed them all, and ordered them not to make him known. This was to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah, Behold, my servant whom I have chosen, my beloved with whom my soul is well pleased. I will put my spirit upon him, and he will proclaim justice to the Gentiles. He will not quarrel or cry aloud, nor will anyone hear his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break, and a smoldering wick he will not quench, until he brings justice to victory, and in his name the Gentiles will hope. Then a demon-oppressed man who was blind and mute was brought to him, and he healed him, so that the man spoke and saw. And all the people were amazed and said, Can this be the son of David? But when the Pharisees heard it, they said, It is only by Beelzebul, the prince of demons, that this man casts out demons. Knowing their thoughts, he said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is laid waste, and no city or house divided against itself will stand. And if Satan casts out Satan, he is divided against himself. How then will his kingdom stand? And if I cast out demons by Beelzebul, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore, they will be your judges. But if it is by the Spirit of God that I cast out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. Or how can someone enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man? Then indeed he may plunder his house. Whoever is not with me is against me, and whoever does not gather with me scatters. Therefore I tell you, every sin and blasphemy will be forgiven people, but the blasphemy against the Spirit will not be forgiven. And whoever speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven, but whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven, either in this age or in the age to come.
Either make the tree good and its fruit good, or make the tree bad and its fruit bad, for the tree is known by its fruit. You brood of vipers, how can you speak good when you are evil? For out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. The good person out of his good treasure brings forth good, and the evil person out of his evil treasure brings forth evil. I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will give account for every careless word they speak. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. Then some of the scribes and Pharisees answered him, saying, Teacher, we wish to see a sign from you. But he answered them, An evil and adulterous generation seeks for a sign, but no sign will be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. For just as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. And Spurgeon comments on verse 40, For as Jonah was in the belly of the huge fish three days and three nights, so the Son of Man will be in the heart of the earth three days and three nights. The great sign of our Lord's mission is his resurrection and his preparing a gospel of salvation for the heathen. His life is well symbolized by that of Jonah. They cast our Lord overboard into death, even as the sailors cast the prophet overboard into the sea. The sacrifice of Jonah calmed the sea for the mariners, and our Lord's death made peace for us. Our Lord was in the heart of the earth as Jonah was in the depth of the sea. Just as Christ rose again from the dead, Jonah was ejected from the fish's stomach. As Jonah's ministry was certified by his restoration from the sea, so was our Lord's ministry attested by his rising from the dead. The man who had come back from death and burial in the sea commanded the attention of all Nineveh, and so does the risen Savior demand and deserve the obedient faith of all to whom his message comes. And back to Matthew verse 41. The men of Nineveh will rise up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it, for they repented at the preaching of Jonah, and behold, Something greater than Jonah is here. And Spurgeon comments on verse 41, The men of Nineveh will stand up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it, because they repented at Jonah's preaching. And look, something greater than Jonah is here. The heathen of Nineveh were so convinced by the sign of a prophet restored from burial in the sea that they repented at his preaching. Without quibble or delay, they put the whole city in mourning and pleaded with God to turn from his anger. Jesus came with a clearer command of repentance and a brighter promise of deliverance, but he spoke to stubborn hearts. Back to Matthew uh, verse 42. The queen of the south will rise up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it. For she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And behold, something greater than Solomon is here. And Spurgeon's comment on verse 42. The queen of the south will rise up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it. Because she came from the ends of the earth 
to hear the wisdom of Solomon, and look, something greater than Solomon is here. The second sign of our Lord's mission is his kingly wisdom. As the fame of Solomon brought the Queen of the South from the farthest parts of the earth, so does the doctrine of our Lord command attention from the outermost islands of the sea. Although Israel did not perceive his glorious wisdom, Ethiopia and Sheba will hear of it and come bowing before him. The queen will rise up again. She will rise up as a witness against unbelieving Jews, for she journeyed far to hear Solomon, while he would not hear the Son of God himself, who came into their midst. The superlative excellence of his wisdom stands for our Lord as a sign that can never be effectually disputed. And back to Matthew verse 43. When the unclean spirit has gone out of a person, it passes through waterless places, seeking rest, but finds none. Then it says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when it comes, it finds the house empty, swept, and put in order. Then it goes and brings with it seven other spirits more evil than itself, and they enter and dwell there. And the last state of that person is worse than the first. So also will it be with this evil generation. While he was still speaking to the people, behold, his mother and his brothers stood outside asking to speak to him. But he replied to the man who told him, Who is my mother and who are my brothers? And stretching out his hand towards the disciples, he said, Here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. That's the end of today's reading in the book of Matthew. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to the Charles Spurgeon Study Bible, as well as today's cigar. Also, Groundworks Ministries for daily Bible studies and devotionals. Treats and Truth Ministry, where you can get involved in helping to spread the gospel to and be a blessing to the homeless. And the Burning Bush Merchandise Store, where you can pick up some items to help spread the word about the show. And if you know anyone who needs to hear this, please let them know about the podcast and help share the message of the Bible, the hope we have in Yeshua Messiah, Jesus Christ. And if you'd like to contact me, you can email me at steve at the Burning Bush Podcast which is linked in the show notes as well. So until next time, have a great day, have a great cigar, and God bless. God bless.